It's Friday night, and the moon is bright. Gonna have some fun, so you eyes down, TGIF. All right, welcome to week number 129 of the Two Guys in a Friday's podcast. My name is Steven, and that over there is Travis. Hey, Steve. How's your week been? Um, I think it's been all right. I don't remember what happened, but uh, <laughs> it seems all right. Good. Our daughter Good uh, has artwork hanging in the library so we're gonna go check that out we don't even know what it is we just got, that's cool got a letter home or something hopefully it's not something like crazy like you get there and it's just something that's like whoa wild like what like a picture of her like know. sacrificing animals or something yeah that's where be, I, that's I mean where I depending, on, depending depending on how it's done but i mean like yeah that, i don't know you think they hang mean, that up in hanover fun. library and in Ashland, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, hey, we're a TGIF podcast. What we do is we go back, we watch all the episodes that aired 30 years ago. And uh, just two of them aired this week, but these are episodes that would have aired when? I knew you were going to ask me that. It's March 6th, 1992. Yeah, and like you said, two reruns. Uh, so this week we have a new episode of Step by Step and a new episode of Billy, March uh, 6th, 1992. Thanks to Duke for the theme song this week. Yeah, Duke, thanks. And, uh, Did you see Mikey Ruckus, our longtime contributor, is doing like a like a concert? I did. His, yeah, yeah. I did see that. That's pretty. Maybe cool. he'll play his version of our theme. Oh, we should probably make sure he does that, right? We need to just ping him, and that way we can get if he records it, we can get a live version of his version. That's a good idea. Use. Maybe he can just open the show with that. Yeah. However, I don't care. Um. Let's see. A few other things. Uh. We like to look back. Oh no no. First, follow us on all social media, at TGIFCast. You can also um, go to our YouTube channel, subscribe to that, just search Two Guys in a Fridays, and if you want to send in your own version of the theme song, just like Duke did, uh, send it in, TGIFCast at gmail.com. Yeah, send them over. Yeah, that's what you do. Hey, we do like to look at what was going on in the world 30 years ago, and on March 6th, 1992, uh, that was the day that the Michelangelo virus started to take effect. Do you know anything about the Michelangelo virus? I did see this recently, and the number of infected computers was something that didn't seem like a concern to me whatsoever. It, it wasn't a concern after it happened. It was kind of like Y2K, where everyone thought something big was going to happen and never really did. But uh, okay. the whole thing with this virus was that March 6th is Michelangelo's birthday, and on every okay. March 6th, it was supposed to take effect and go crazy and just like make everyone's computer stop working. I don't know why I saw that recently, but I did see that. But I guess like what the thing, this is like the virus that really caught people's attention that like cybersecurity might be needed if they were going to have uh, computers. And like this was like the first one that everyone started buying like the antivirus software and stuff like that. Gotcha. That makes sense. It wasn't only like 1500 computers that ended up affecting though. Yeah, it's something does really your, low. Does your information side? It doesn't, but like the article literally starts off saying like it wasn't as big of a deal as anyone thought it was going to be, and uh, a lot of people bought into the hype. Ten to twenty thousand computers is yeah. is what I'm seeing on, on Wikipedia. Yeah, so that's that. Not bad. This is the day that uh, the first Michelangelo's birthday of the virus. Cool. Cool. Anything else? Any other? No, any that's other fun it. news? That's the one I grabbed. Uh, what about movies and music? What was number one this week? No changes to the movie. Still Wayne's World. Uh, new song, Mr. Big, To Be With You. Classic. Um, classic, yeah. Classic song, classic video. Yeah, I'm thinking music video uh, in my head right now. 
Yeah, this this I think I feel like this is one that always shows up on like the one hit wonders or like the best of the nineties, um, those kind of countdowns. But it's definitely worth it, Mr. Big, to be with you. Any birthdays? No birthdays. No birthdays. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, like we said earlier, just two episodes this week. We will start off with Step by Step, Season 1, Episode 20. The name of this episode is Daddy's Girl, and it starts off, we've got um, a lot of the kids in the living room, and something's going on. If one of them, I think JT or somebody has a cake in his hand. They say he's coming. Everyone hides. I'm thinking it's probably Frank, but no. The door opens, and it's Cody, and everyone yells, surprise. Uh, Cody, of course, didn't even realize it's his birthday. He has to ask uh, how old he is. Doesn't J- even know how old he is. Yeah. Yeah. JT tells him 19, and then he's like, "Well, what happened to 16 through 18?" And that's kind of your <laughs> intro for me. Unrelated in the rest of the episode, we don't get any birthday uh, party episode for J- for Cody at all. We don't get any more Cody whatsoever. In fact, and fa- I'm getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but Cody's, I guess, grandpa shows up. Frank's dad uh, doesn't even mention Cody's birthday the entire time. This isn't not the first episode. I feel like this has happened recently where we only had Cody in the intro and then he wasn't in it. That, Am I right about no, that? Like there was a one, week or two There ago? was one where we, I think we had him in the intro and then there was that like 30 second scene in the kitchen with Penny and Ivy. That's the, right. Last yeah. week. No. It, no, was, either, it was one week. or two weeks ago. It was recently. I'll tell you this. He spends more time talking in the promo at the end of Billy <sighs> than he does in this episode. He really does. All right, so after the theme song, we come back, and now we've got uh, a mall. We're, we're seeing a new scene. We're at the mall, and we go right into every teenager's favorite spot in the mall, right in the middle of the food court. We've got uh, right in the food court. JT in- and a couple of his friends there, and one of those friends we, we recognize, right? No? Uh, Maybe. Well, one of them, yeah, but I, I'm surprised. I don't think the, I don't think the reason that you think. And one of them is, is uh, his friend Kevin guy named Joshua Wagoner. He was uh, one of a random student in a Family Matters episode, Requiem for an Urkel, the one, one of the Willie Fuffner episodes. Okay. Um, that's it? But I can't imagine that's the kid you're thinking of. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not. Was there one that you... No, I just thought, you, you I, thought he looked, I thought he looked familiar from Family Matters even, but I didn't think that's where I recognized him from, but I guess maybe that was. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Um, the important thing about this episode, though... Is, the much more uh, important thing about this episode. They're checking out some girls at a table across the food courts, and one of these girls happens to be tattooed on my leg. Tiffany Amberthiesen. That's <laughs> true. Kelly Lepowski. Kapowski? Kelly Kapowski is across the... Uh, I don't even... Was Save by the Bell going on? It had to have been, right? It was. Yeah. Like yeah, Save by the Bell started in 89. So, yeah, she, I mean, she was... We're right in the I middle I was surprised because this is a big... I, I was surprised that she was on because this is a big get... And I was also surprised that there wasn't a humongous audience pop when they, yeah. when they showed her. I don't know. Maybe there was some hatred towards Saved by the Bell by the uh, step-by-step fans or something. Here's the only thing that I could think of is that she was already on the set. She had already been sitting there. They had already brought her out in front of the crowd. So the crowd, it wasn't yeah, like she walked yeah, through yeah. a door and there she was. You know, she was she was already there. Well, uh, JT and his friends are obviously talking about, uh, her name is Tina in Step by Step. Tina. And uh, they JT wants to go over there and talk to her. But he says he needs an in. And what do you know? The in walks on over. <laughs> Dana actually knows Tina and walks over and talks to Tina yeah. and her friends. Yep. So JT thinks that this is how he is going to meet the hottest girl in the school. So he We're starts. How feels about that. Yeah. He starts to walk over there and like he kind of stands back like 10 or 20 feet or something and kind of pss, pss, 
like tries to get Dana's attention, but it's so loud, like everyone in the food court <laughs> looks over at him. Like he's not very sly about it at all. Not at all. Um, so eventually Dana walks over and uh he's like, Hey, I need you to introduce me to Tina. And she kind of knows that this isn't gonna work out. Like you can tell, like she's like, she doesn't want anything to do with you, but they make a little agreement that if she introduces uh, Tina to JT, then uh, he will be, she will own him, is what she says, and uh, be his her slave for a week. Right. She He will have to do whatever she tells him to do. So uh, eventually they agree, JT's in, and uh, we go back to the uh, home of the Fosters and the Lamberts where Carol is showing Frank a dress because Frank's dad's coming, and uh, she wants to make sure she's wearing something uh, that will, I guess, impress him. I don't know if that's the right word. She wants to look good. She wants to look good uh, for his dad. This is the first time we're meeting his dad. I, presumably, it's the first time she's meeting his dad, although they got had that wedding. You would have thought that he would have shown up for that. but I don't know. The Maybe second not. wedding? The one in the backyard? The or, second one. Or in the living room, yeah. I guess? Well, in the living room, yeah. Yeah, I wonder why he wasn't there. Maybe he lives far away. Maybe he was already with this new... Uh, well, we'll talk about it. Um, so Yeah, we'll get there. Karen walks in and she's like, you're going to wear that. And uh, of course, uh, <laughs> Carol freaks out, tries to go change, but uh, unable to because at the door, Frank's dad arrives. Yes. They answer it. Actor important or no? Is it anyone? Not I, to my no, knowledge. Not really. I could, nothing that I really picked up that seemed important. So immediately when Frank's dad, his name's Bill, by the way, walks in, uh, they start yeah. wrestling in the foyer right in front of the door. And it seems like that's kind of like their relationship. They like to goof around, rough house a little bit, and uh, not take anything seriously. Playfully. Yeah, I think he calls him the runt too. I don't know how many brothers he's got, but uh, apparently Frank's the little one of the group. He's got at least one sibling. I don't know if it's a brother or a sister because uh, we got Cody hanging out there. But um, so yeah, wait, that's true. Okay, I got you. Um, so yeah, Cody is his nephew, so yeah. he's got to have some sibling to have a nephew. So Frank introduces his dad to Carol and I think Karen's still in there, right? And then um they make some com- yeah. he makes some comments about how she's a looker and so is Karen and then Mark and Brendan come in and uh I guess Brendan kind of jumps off the staircase first and uh Bill grabs him and swings him around a few times. Then Mark tries to do it and uh Mark just does this like screeching scream as he swung around by uh by Frank's dad. Or Mark. Uh, Mark says he's gonna puke. All the kids go upstairs. The adults talk a little bit, and pretty quickly, his dad drops a bomb. Uh, he's getting married. Let's it slip, yeah. And this is news to everybody. Yeah, everyone, and they're wondering- married. Not just married, but married next week. Yeah, and uh, of course they want to meet this girl, and to everyone's surprise, the doorbell, and it is his fiance. Her name is Luann, and she is already at the house. She's there. She. Uh, do you think that they rode together? Like, why do you think she came in later? Like, she's parked in the car? Or? Well, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I'm guessing he wanted to tell them before, like, just showing her off. But at the same time, it almost mean it almost sounded like he didn't want to tell them, or like he kind of threw it in there. It was it was weird for sure. He definitely wanted to tell them because he wouldn't have brought it up if he didn't want to tell them. I think that's why he's there. But do you think he's like just give me five minutes? I'll get it in there. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. Ring yeah. the doorbell. Hopefully, a hundred percent. That's what I'm thinking. All right. All right. So okay. they open up the okay. door. Um, Luann is a much younger Luann. woman. 
Um, she's kind of like posing in the uh, frame of the door, like up against the column or something when they open it. Um, she comes in, they hug. Uh, he introduces her to everyone. And uh, he I, I think he calls her the next Mrs. Lambert is what he says. Yeah. And I don't know if it's right here, but we find out that they, they met on, at a truck stop on I-94. Yeah, it's a little later. Uh, I think Penny might be okay. in the scene. Yeah, because... Okay. Uh, uh-huh, that's right, that's right, because that's pretty funny. It's so com- the whole conversation around. Yeah, so we go a little bit later. Now it's just uh, Frank's dad, Bill, and Luann, and then Penny and Ivy talking in the living room. Um, right. And this is right. where you find out they met at a truck stop. Penny's like, well, that truck stop never works <laughs> for me. And then... I uh, never have any luck there. Yeah, and then... Um, Mark and Brendan, I think, come back in, and Mark offers to give them a tour of the house. And I think the four of them go off and start seeing some of the house, right? Right, right. So then JT gets home, and he's got all this stuff in his hand. He's got Dana's dry cleaning, her library books, and then he shows that he also uh, went and purchased pantyhose for her. And apparently, from what Dana says, he bought the wrong ones, so now he's got to go back and return them. So yep. th- this is all stuff that of like the obviously the slave for a week deal that they've got going on. She has yeah, him yeah. doing. I mean, everything. he's doing everything. Yeah, yeah, the whole deal. I mean, we knew this was going to happen. We knew Dana. Of course, Dana is going to take full advantage of the situation. Yeah, and uh, Al's like questioning it. She knows something's up, and she's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, I'm just trying to be a better stepbrother." It's not like he was supposed to keep it secret or anything. I don't know why he just doesn't tell Al what's going on at this point. Yeah, I don't know if he's embarrassed or what, but it, it was kind of strange that they're trying to cover this up. So then we've got uh, Frank and Carol. We're ta- they're talking in the kitchen about his dad, and Frank's like, you know what? I think I recognize uh, Luann from somewhere, and I want to say... Yeah, he thinks something strange is going on. Does she come into the kitchen, or she... she? Yeah, yeah. So she comes in, and he kind of like looks her eyes are up and down while she comes in, like trying to figure out where he knows her from. She goes over to the island or the countertop, whatever it is, and like bends over to pick something up, and, and he's like staring at her butt as she's bending over. Yeah, as soon as, 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 soon out, as she bends over, her. as soon as she bends over... He immediately yeah. knows where he knows this girl from. And, it clicks. It uh, yeah. clicks. So she goes back out of the room, um, and Frank tells Carol, I know her, Bob Hackett's bachelor party. She was the woman who jumped out of the cake, only wearing cake. She was a stripper at that party. She was a stripper. Um, so he's like, she's Carol's first is like, I don't know. How do you know it's definitely her? He's like, well, this is how I know. She had this crazy laugh and like he imitates the laugh and he's like, if she has that same laugh, then it has to be her because it's so crazy. She'd be the only one that has it. So his plan is to go into the living room. Well, Carol says, Carol says, there's no way anybody laughs like that. There's no chance that anyone is going to laugh the way that you just you want to do the laugh. Like, <laughs> like something like that. Was that? Yeah, was there's that like close? a there's a good like breathing like. <laughs> Yeah, and there's yeah, 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 yeah. It's got that. It's got that like high pitched. It's not a squeal, but it's just like yeah. Help. That's part of the part of the part of the laugh. So the plan is now Frank's gonna go in there. He's gonna use that Lambert charm, make her laugh, <laughs> get her to do the laugh, and then mm-hmm. he will be able to prove that this was the stripper from that party. Exactly. It's a good plan, except for the fact that Frank. Yeah. So we go for it. Charm. Um, he goes in there, um, unable to get her laugh to laugh. Carol does successfully get her to laugh, and what do you know? It's that exact, exact same laugh that uh, Frank was imitating, and we now know 
this is that stripper from that bachelor party. And when you say Frank tried, Frank, <laughs> Frank made some he like of the tells most, a like, joke, right? He tells a couple jokes, but they're not even jokes. They're like mildly interesting comments. And then he like forces a laugh after that, trying to hope. That he, yeah. He laughs at his own jokes, laugh. hoping that it works. Yeah. That's his whole, that's his, his, his strategy. All right. So a little bit later, he hasn't confronted anyone yet, but Frank's dad and Luann leave and Frank tells, uh, how did this happen? Did Luann go out first or something? Cause this is know. the reveal, got, right? So they're getting ready to leave. Yeah. It's weird. Cause I have Bill leaves with Luann and then Frank says something, says, uh, he has to tell him something, which contradicts but i guess that's what happened is yeah so they're like about to leave, leave and he stops his dad tells him come back here i gotta talk to you real quick and yeah, uh, yeah 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 hey i think uh luann might be lying to you i know she told you all this stuff that she's like a dental hygienist and uh, all this stuff but uh she was actually a stripper at my friend's bachelor party and his dad doesn't want to believe it like uh he's like there's no way this can be true like she's not lying to me yeah and then uh, and they start arguing here yeah there's an argument um there's a little bit of a fight going on and then i think his dad like walks out on him right slams the door yeah and it's a really like intensely dramatic uncomfortably tense scene for step by step that i was like whoa this is this is like this is a different level for them. You don't see this kind of like like animosity on on step by step. This was more of a maybe a, I don't know, a full house or a uh, I don't know. Yeah, um, it was weird. So the next scene, uh, we're back at the food court. We're going to this storyline now. Uh, Dana and JT are sitting together in the food court, and we know that Tina is on her way. We see her coming, walking towards yep. the food court. Uh, Dana tells JT that uh, the way that she made this work is she told Tina that uh, JT is really smart and uh, immediately Tina comes over and starts asking JT about his uh, studies in Africa with the apes. Apparently that was uh, Dana's story to tell <laughs> Tina. Yeah. And, and there's like all this, he's just trying to, he's trying to figure this out and he's Dana has put him in a, in a bit of a mess. Yeah. She leaves him alone and he is blowing it. Like every, he's he's like making jokes about dead monkeys, like in the first second. So yeah, it's not going too well. Um, Tina was interested though. Yeah. If, uh, the fake JT was there that, uh, Dana told her about, I guess. So then we go back to the house. Um, well, quick note, they, they decided they're going to leave and go to the art museum. Um, that's going to be their, their first date. Okay, so they're going to the art museum. Uh, while they're doing that, we're back at the house with uh, Frank. Oh, did I mess something uh, up? We screwed up. We messed we up. We did. Yeah, so. So, so yeah, what happened so in that last Bill scene was Carol wanted. Bill in the way and leave. And then Frank is like, I have something to tell you. And they don't They don't get around to talk about it. This is where they get around to talking about. Yeah, so forget about all that fight stuff that we talked about because that hasn't happened yet. Uh, instead. Well, wait. <laughs> Instead, we've got Frank and uh, his dad watching basketball. Carol comes in and tries to encourage Frank to tell his dad about Luann. Football? It's definitely football. I definitely wrote basketball. Um, So Carol's trying to uh, encourage Frank to tell his dad about Luann. Um, She ends up leaving, and he starts to tell him, and he tells him that Luann was at the party. Frank's dad gets mad. Uh, he thinks that the only reason that Frank uh, wants to do this is because he thinks uh, that dating younger girls weird. And then he, they argue, they fight. He storms out. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Bill, Bill is just convinced it's because that Luann is so much younger. But yeah, this is where the drama happens. This is where the big drama scene happens. Yeah. So then we go into the kitchen. Uh, JT gets home. Dana, or I think Karen asks uh, how the date went, and he starts to try to tell her, but uh, Dana comes in and asks him the same thing, how the date went, and he's like, it was horrible. Like every, like we are not compatible. And Dana's like, Oh, what do you know? A really smart girl and a dumb guy aren't compatible. Huh? Who would have ever thought? So he's all mad. But what he says too, what, what he says too, though, is that it's not one of those things where like, it was all like, he says she was a, a, what is it? What's the word? Uh, a stuck up pig headed snob. Oh, so yeah. he acknowledges it. Like, I don't like her. She is awful. Like, I don't want to be around her. Yeah. So, um, of course, Dana isn't, isn't surprised at all about how it happened. JT says, you know what, though, Dana? There's no hard feelings. I still picked up your dinner. Then he uh, opens up some spaghetti and meatballs and dumps it right on Dana's head. Yeah. I wonder when Dana scheduled this date. Because if she was smart, she would have waited till her week was up as opposed to like doing it midweek. Because yeah. now JT has no reason to continue. Yeah. So Dana and, Dana and Karen scream with uh, spaghetti meatballs all over Dana's head. We then go back into the living room one more time where Frank is like aggressively reading a magazine on the couch, just like flipping every page real hard. <laughs> you hear him turn every page. Carol tells him, uh, look, you need to call your dad. You need to talk to him about what happened and all this stuff. But he isn't even able to think about doing that because the doorbell rings. It is his dad. Bill's back over and tells Frank, uh, he's sorry. He's like, you know what? I should have believed you. And then um, he says that he asked Luann about it, and that's the old Luann. She's put that behind her, and uh, she's now changed is what he says, I think. Which is fair. I mean, if you're in a relationship with somebody and they used to be a stripper, which, hey, nothing wrong with being a stripper, but if they used to be a stripper and now they are a dental hygienist or whatever, like, and you're meeting them, they've there's no obligation for them to be like, hey, you know, six months ago I was a stripper and now I'm not. So, if you're marrying someone though, you don't think you tell them at some well, point before you're engaged. Well, obviously, moved really. This relationship moved really quickly. I guarantee you, there's a lot that they both don't know about each other, sure. let alone that what they were doing six months ago. So. Yeah, but Luann told Bill that uh, it was true. Um, she just didn't want to tell him to disappoint him. And uh, Bill tells Frank that they've actually decided to put a hold on the marriage until they know each other better, and then they'll they'll look at it again and see if that's something that they want to do. And then he apologizes for not believing in him. The two of them hug. They talk about walk, watching. Now, is it basketball or football this time? I wrote basketball again. I don't know about this time. All right. Last time it was football. Though. He says basketball, and then they start wrestling on the couch, mm-hmm. and then that's the end of the episode. I do want to kind of emphasize that he goes through the whole spiel of like, I talked to Luann. She told me what's up. She didn't want to lose me. We're going to postpone it. But he really makes a point to emphasize. He's like, you know what? I really regret though was not believing you. So not only does mm-hmm. he, he, he apologizes for it, like you said, but the, I think the important thing to point out is that he really makes a point to say like, that's where I fail the most as your father who should have listened and should have believed you as my, as my son. Yeah. Good father and son moment, I guess. Yeah. I think it's important. You want to get into Billy? Let's do Billy. Season one, episode six. The name of this episode is Give Me Some Credit. I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction right before that we talk about this one. Okay. I'm going to say that there was a part of this episode that made you mad and you almost wanted to give up on it, but the episode fixed it later on and then you were okay. I have no idea what you're talking about. That's fine. So I'm curious That's fine. to see what, that, see what, what that is when we get there. All but right. Yeah. 
So, uh, theme song, come back. Uh, we've got a refrigerator getting oh, delivered. And uh, Mary is uh, happy because finally her credit's getting better. Um, her finances are getting straight. And she's now able to uh, put this uh, refrigerator on a credit card and finally uh, make some improvements in the house that she's been wanting to do because her ex uh, obviously screwed her up for a little while. Well, yeah, when you get a divorce, your credit get like tanks for a while. You gotta you gotta bounce back from that. So what? Uh, David runs in. He's like, "Hey, I'm heading out." And she's like, "No, wait, you gotta clean out the garage." And he's like, "Well, no, I've got to go donate some blood real quick." And then he runs out. The same David thing that we always get with him. Yeah, and she at least this time she like kind of doesn't believe him, which I appreciated a little bit. Yeah, and Billy's like, "Don't worry, I'm gonna get him to clean the garage." And she's like, "All right." And then after this happens, yeah. the movers that just dropped off this refrigerator, they come back and they hook the fridge back up on their dolly because they got a call <laughs> that said uh, they gonna, they've got to take it back because uh, her husband's got bad credits and her husband being Billy. Right. So she was excited to, you know, after the divorce, credit was bad. She fixed her credit. She's getting this fridge, store gave her credit. And then she finds out Billy is not... Not in good standing. I'm just going to put it that way. I I would disagree with that, but not in good standing. So we've got a commercial break with Wendy's and Diet Pepsi. We come back to Mary on the phone. She's embarrassed because this whole credit situation. And now she's really upset with Billy because Billy messed up her credit. And we find out that the reason why his credit is messed up is because he says that he owes $8.42 to this record club that he signed up for. He got all these records in the mail. They weren't the right ones. He ended up sending them back, but they still charged him for one. Uh, was it Jerry Lewis? Is that what it was? Something like that. And he owes this record company uh, or the record club $8.42, and he refuses to pay the money back. How many CDs, DVDs, movies did you get from record clubs in the 90s? Zero. Never did it. What? Never did it. What? Now, hundreds. 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 This is where I feel like the, the, the start of my prediction happens. Okay. How much money did Go you ahead. pay these record clubs? You personally. Like cash money? I mean... You, here's what you would do back in the 90s. You take a penny, you tape it to the postcard size thing in the magazine, you write the 12 CDs you want, and they send them to you. So, a buck 50, and I got hundreds. Hun- I mean, not a buck 50, but le- I mean, less than, less than $5, and literally hundreds of CDs, DVDs, VHS tapes in the 90s. Did they ever tell you you owed more money? They would send them, but I but I was 14, 15. Like, so, what are they going to do? So you never paid them? They would send... No, never paid a dime. Never paid a dime. How much did it mess um, up your credit? Zero, because I was a child. They shouldn't have sent them to me in the first place. So not... Zero. Now, as if I was an adult, it might have been different, but I wasn't. I was okay. a kid, and they kept sending me CDs, and I, when I say... I'm not exaggerating when I say hundreds. Okay. So this is where I thought you were going to get mad is because his credit got messed up over this $8.42 for this record club that no one was paying. I totally believe that this could have happened to an adult okay. in the 90s. Okay. 100%. It doesn't, it doesn't surprise. Now, bad enough where you're not going to get like a credit card to buy a fridge. 
I don't know about that, but I 100% believe that they would have reported him to a credit reporting service for not paying eight bucks. So you weren't you weren't mad at the episode right here? No, no, no. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I got, I still have hundreds of CDs from Columbia House, BMG, absolutely. All right. So my prediction's over. I already missed the first part, so I'll still tell you. The I, brought, part. I credit myself for being one of the people to put them out of business, <laughs> for better or worse. But uh, it all was right. A bad business. So David comes in uh, at this point after they're done arguing for a little bit about their credit, and uh, he lies to Billy about donating blood. David or Billy obviously knows that's not what he was doing, and David here calls uh, or Billy calls David out for always lying and says that he bets that David can't even go twenty four hours without telling a lie. Yeah, and David David accepts, which. I mean, David can't go 24 hours without lying. Yeah, he tried, to get, he tried to get him to put some money down, but Billy knew he didn't have any money, and David admitted to it. And then they agree that the loser has to clean out the garage, which is what he told yep. uh, Mary that he was going to get him to do anyways. Which is also what David told Mary that he was going to do anyway, so it's kind of a kind of a stupid bet, but whatever. <laughs> so then we go to Mary. He still wants Billy to pay this uh, owed money, this $8.40. She even writes him a check to just send in and get it taken care of, but it's yeah, more of a principle. It yeah, it's more of a principle thing for him at this point. He just doesn't want to pay him because he doesn't think he should pay him, and uh, he says he's not going to send in her check. He's not going to pay it. And Mary's trying to make the point that like now you are we're married. This affects both of us. Like you need to pay this pay this bill. Yeah, and this whole scene ends with uh, with her calling him stubborn and selfish. Yeah, when he also makes he I don't know if it's a valid point, but he makes the point like if you know if you're going to talk about things we should be doing for the marriage, like I sleep alone and I sleep in the basement, so maybe we should change some of those things. Yeah. Uh, commercial break, nothing exciting. Motrin IB, cheddar cheese, wow. diet Dr Pepper, Taco Bell. Oh, that steak burrito Bell Grande made me wanting some new menu items over Taco Bell for sure, though. It did look good. It, lo- it looked a lot better. I mean, Taco Bell in the 90s was the best. Yeah. And then uh, 2020. 2999. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tacos were like 39.49 or something like that. Man, I remember the first time I saw a $3 taco at a restaurant, and I was like, what world are we living in? I can get this for 79 cents at Taco Bell. All right. So after the commercial break, we go back to the house where the refrigerator is getting delivered once again. Uh, Mary walks in. She's surprised. We find out that Billy actually bought the refrigerator, wrote him a check, didn't pay off this credit, which I thought might have been happening, but instead just wrote him a check and bought the refrigerator outright. So um, after that, uh, Mary's not happy. This is not what she wanted. She did not want him to just go and buy it, and she tells him, take it back. And then there's a little bit of a back and forth between these delivery guys, Billy, and Mary about whether this refrigerator is staying or whether this, whether this refrigerator is going back to the store. Uh, Mary and Billy argue a little bit more, and uh, she tells Billy it's not the refrigerator, it's her credit that she wants back. Yeah, and the, the, I'm sorry, my mic, my mic cord went out, so I apologize. But my yeah, the, the delivery men are like, we have nothing to do with this. We're out. We're going to take a break. You all let us know when you're done. Yeah, so uh, we go to another scene now where uh, I think we're in the living room. Doorbell, it's Billy uh, answering it, and uh, Giselle's there once again to see David. She's back. It's three episodes now, right? One, two, three. Yep, three. So um, 
we find out Giselle tells Billy that uh, David actually canceled their date that they had scheduled for last night. He says he was sick with a 108 temperature, which Billy immediately knows we've got another lie going on right now. Yeah, that's a rough that, 108. It's tough, man. I yeah, hate it. I think he's like, oh, let me go check if he's still on his like respirator or something like that. And then yeah. he, <laughs> right, he yeah. goes into the kitchen, tells David that uh, that he he's lost. He he knows that he's lied. And David tells him, well, I had to do it. I had to cancel the date because I was broke. And I did not want her to know that I was broke. So he told her this lie in hopes that uh, she would still uh, continue to see him, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And Billy says, look, you go tell the truth. I'll forgive this one, but no more other lies in the in the 24-hour period. Yeah, and uh, what I right here? He tells her and says that uh, he doesn't need... Oh, no. He tell. Okay, so David goes into Giselle. the other room. He tells Giselle what happened, and she's like, you know what? It's fine. You don't need money. I just like spending time with you. That's enough for me. And uh, he says that... Uh, then he goes back and talks to Billy. He's like, Billy, I owe you one. And uh, you know what? I'm going to clean out the garage for you. Uh, I'll do it for 20 bucks. <laughs> and then they negotiate a little <laughs> bit. And now we're at the point where, all right, David is going to clean out the garage. It might cost Billy a couple bucks in the end. But uh, now maybe he's doing a little better about these lies. Probably not. We'll probably see it next episode. Probably again. not. Probably. Because what, what's, what, what's the point of his character if he's not lying? Yeah. All right. So uh, a little later, it's storming later. outside, which I don't feel like was important at all to the episode, right? The storm that is going on outside. And it, well, yes and no. Does it come so up? So what what it does is it makes it so that going out to the garage to get stuff out of the other oh, fridge okay. is more of a hassle. It's pain. You know, they're coming in wet. And they they got to go out there. So it makes the characters not want to go to the garage okay. and therefore use. We'll get to why this all is happening, but that's why. That's why it was raining. Yeah, so we go in the kitchen. Uh, Billy and David are talking about the fridge. Uh, it has no shelves in it because I guess Mary took them all. Is that what happened? I don't know. I just, maybe he just didn't set them up. But the only thing in the fridge is a bottle of OJ. Was there milk in it too? Or I just think a just, of just the orange juice, I think. And maybe some ice in okay. the freezer side. Um, all right. So the girls come home. They've got milk. We find out they were out at the garage refrigerator bringing in the milk because Mary is not letting any of the kids use the fridge that's inside the house because this is the one that Billy bought. Instead, they have to use the one that's in the garage that I didn't know existed. They talk about it at the beginning. At the very beginning, they talk about because uh, remember, Billy comes in kind of like all hunched over and sore from him and I guess David moving the old fridge okay. to the garage. So this is the one that was they in the kitchen about, before they bought the new one. Right. Okay. Exactly. So yeah, Mary's making them just go back and forth, like using the one in the garage. Uh, and this is where Billy calls Mary stubborn now at this point, exactly what Mary called him for not paying back this money. Right. So um, they argue a little bit. Uh, and then what do you know? Back come the movers. They are there for the fridge once again. And we find out this time it's because the check that Billy wrote to buy the fridge <laughs> bounced and he does not have the money to pay for it. This is a mess, man. It's so much easier nowadays when you just put on your credit card and you get, you know, just a bunch of bills from your from your credit card and not have to deal with all this stuff. Yeah. So we got a scene now where one of the kids, Charlotte, is talking to Billy um, about him and her mom and the fighting that they've Charlotte? got going on. Is her name not Charlotte? What's her name? There's no Charlotte in this. In this uh, What's the red show? It's Anthony, name? Annie, and Laura, and I believe it's Annie. Wow. What's her name? Laura? <laughs> Annie? Annie and Laura. Yeah. And this is Lo- Annie. I, I think I'm pretty is, sure Annie I think it's is Laura. 
Because I feel like she says uh, whatever. I can't. I can't tell them apart, but there's definitely no Charlotte. Laura talks to Billy about uh, him and, his, and her mom and the fighting, and uh, oh, we find out that uh, she drew. It's Laura. She drew him a picture, and uh, the picture is like at a. It's like a barbecue type thing, and he's like, "Well, who's yeah. this in the background uh, cooking on the grill?" And she's like, "That's you." And uh, she's like, you need to pay that money so we can be a family. Don't blow it. (laughs) (laughs) They're giving him a hard time. So then we go to Billy going into like the little office area they have set up in the living room where Mary is working at the desk. Um, He tells her, you know what? I was wrong. Uh, I'm going to pay back that money to the record club. And she's like ignoring him the whole entire time while he's trying to talk to her. Like she's not, she just continues to work, not paying attention to him at all. And he's like, well, uh, when I was alone a long time ago, back uh, when I was single, I kind of didn't have anyone else there to hurt, so I just did whatever I want. I uh, I didn't pay the bills when the when they cut off the yeah. water. Like if I if the if I didn't want to pay yeah if I, if I didn't want to pay the phone bill, I didn't. It didn't matter because they were just gonna cut off my phone. And no one wanted to talk to me anyways, and stuff like that. My favorite was uh, if they cut off the water, I just washed my hair with beer. <laughs> Cause yeah, like a true Scott Scottish man. Um, but yeah, he's um, like, Annie is the younger one and Laura is the older one. Okay. So Laura was talking to Billy. Um, so now though, Billy says things have changed and I like it better now. And I feel like even though I'm not actually part of this family, I still feel like I've got certain responsibilities and that's why I decided to pay the bill. Yes. And then Mary's like, Which is the right thing to do. yeah, Billy, you are part of this family. Uh, we're all crazy about you. We love you. And he, and then he's like, oh yeah, you love me. And he's like, uh, mm. then she wrote, this made me really happy, Billy. Oh, what about him paying it? And like saying all that, I guess probably. Yeah. The conversation, the apology, the offer to pay. And then she says, don't pay the record club. I looked into it. You actually (laughs) paid them two years ago. Uh, now you do owe the fruit of the month club uh, like thirty dollars or something like 30 that. Thirty bucks. And he's like, "I'm not paying them. All they sent was rotten they, fruit. <laughs> yeah, they sent me a rotten pomegranate or something like that. Yeah, or papaya, papaya or something, something, like, something that. like that. Uh, she then kisses him on the forehead as she's walking away, and she's like, "Think about it." And then uh, he's like, "All right, let me go get my checkbook." And then uh, obviously he's gonna pay it. He wants to please her. He thinks that maybe this will get him a little closer to her. And I think that's it. That was the end of the episode right there. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Um, not we a- got one more episode left on TGIF, so we'll see oh, that's what it. happens on okay. that. Okay. That's it. Uh, yep. Commercials were Maybelline, Dexatrim, The World of Discovery. Uh, we do get a step-by-step TGIF promo, which is what you were saying. Cody talked more in that Cody. than he did in the actual episode. Yep. Um Credits come, and we find out this week's ABC in concert is U2, Seal, and a brand new band named Live. What a good lineup. U2 is a great band. Seal is great. And Live, so this this was interesting. This was Live before Throwing Copper. Oh. So, like, that, and that was, I, I would th- I would say that that was their big What break. year did Throwing uh, Copper they, come out? 94. That was wow. more of like yeah, a yeah. one. Yeah, so this is, oh, I guess, alternative era album. But, I looked up the album that was out, Mental Jewelry, which when I look at it, I definitely remember, I remember recognize that. it. And the yeah, two yeah. So- yeah, the two songs, Operation Spirit and Pain Lies on the Riverside, both songs I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah um, for I sure. I believe Operation Spirit hit number nine on the modern rock charts that year. So that's cool. I didn't realize that they had a, a radio hit. Um, I would consider that a radio hit, you know, on 
like 96 X or whatever uh, back in 92. ABC was doing a pretty good job with this uh, in concert series, I feel like. Well, there's still Cat Rat, Rat Cat, or whatever. <laughs> cat Dog. Whatever was. But they did break the brand new art, you know, band Smashing Pumpkins that have gone on to, you know, be what they are now. They're coming to kind of to town, to Portsmouth. Uh, that was one of the last. I, last time I saw them, I walked out after three songs. Oh, I was thinking about going. What's and, uh, and in fairness, the lineup now is much closer to the Smashing Pumpkins of the 90s uh-huh. than the lineup that I saw when it was pretty much Billy Corgan and some other people. I, I I couldn't. It was so bad when I saw that. Now I saw them back in like ninety. When when did Melancholy come out? Like ninety six, ninety seven. Yeah. Uh, at the Hampton Coliseum, they played for like three and a half hours, and it was incredible. Too long. It was amazing. I I, I would say that about almost any other concert. Give, give me forty five minutes. Show, play the hits. That show was amazing, though. They was the whole time that it was entertaining. It was good. It was it was a solid. Three and a half. It's, I know it sounds crazy, but it worked. So it what do we got going on next week, Travis? Is it a full week again? And it's a short week. Okay. Uh, not as short, but it's still short. So we've got three shows. We've got Family Matters Season 3, Episode 21. Uh, no Step-by-Step. Step-by-Steps on reruns. New Talk. New Baby Talk. Season 2, Episode 20. And that's... We're, well, it's not the last, but we're getting close to the end of Baby Talk. And then the final TGIF episode of Billy... Uh, season one, episode seven. So three episodes, no step by step. That's what we got next week. We're probably getting to that weird summertime soon, aren't we? With a lot of We're shows getting there. not being they, on. They split a lot of stuff up here at the end. Dinosaurs comes back in a couple weeks. Okay. Uh, so, so the week after next, we'll probably fit those last two dinosaurs in, so we catch up and we can start dinosaurs all caught up. But we got about we got a couple more months before we really hit the the summer stride. Uh, thanks once again to Duke for the theme song this week. Yeah. If you want to send in your own version of the theme song, do that at TGIFcast at gmail.com. Make sure you're following us on all social media at TGIFcast. And uh, we're going to be posting all kinds of stuff, that, like especially with like the live shows that we got coming up soon. Yeah, yeah. I guess we should. We do, we do need to mention those. So AwesomeCon DC uh, will be there. And then more, more immediately, we will be at GalaxyCon in Richmond. The nineteenth uh, of March is that right? Nineteenth, yep, March nineteenth, eight fifteen. I can't remember the room number. E twenty four. I don't know if that's right. It might be something. Yeah, like sure. It's at the convention center in downtown Richmond. We'll be doing a live show there. I guess we got to figure out what we're going to do, but it shouldn't be too bad. Uh, and then, yeah, awesome con. We'll we'll let you know the date as it gets closer. I think it's the weekend of your anniversary, so whenever that is. I'm gonna no. It's or, the weekend of no, Ashley's no, birthday. No, the weekend of your wife's birthday. Yeah, yeah. she's thrilled. Uh, I'm going to wear my orange shoes. That's all I know that I'm going to do. Oh, to both or just a, just a uh, awesome guy. Maybe, maybe both. We'll see. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah. A lot going on. Yeah, it's great. Come see us. We'd love to see you. So, all right. Well, I don't know what else. Do we have anything else to talk about? Mm, nah. Any more Tiffany Amber Thiessen in? In uh, TGIF, or was that a one timer? TGIF. I don't know. Let's look. Let's look. Tiffany Amber Thiessen, IMDb. I mean, you don't want to be surprised when she shows up. I had no idea she was in this episode. I didn't, I didn't know she was in that episode. Over. I don't remember this episode at all. Uh, me either. Let's see. She's in like 79 episodes of Saved by the Bell, 80 episodes of Saved by the Bell. She's in Son in Law, Blossom. One and done. News radio from Dustin. No, I don't see any. 
any other TGIF related, unless one of these things, one of these shows happens to be like a, a pilot that she did. Okay. But I can't imagine she's doing a whole lot of pilots while she's filming uh, Saved by the Bell. Yeah. All right. Well, well the Saved by the Bell, Saved by the Bell had a lot shorter run, run than a lot of people remember. It wasn't on, it was only on for like four years for the high school and then two or three years for the college. I mean, so. it makes sense that they're in high school for four years, though. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely, 100% makes sense. When you think about it, it's like, duh, of course it was only on for, I think it was the fifth year because Hello, Miss, or Good Morning, Miss Bliss had a year before they actually went to high school and then they did four high school years. Yeah, that sounds right. I think it's something like that. Something like that. Anyways, though. That's all I got. From what I can tell. All right, man. Have a good week, Steve. You got it, dude. It's Friday night and the moon is bright. Gonna have some fun, so you eyes down, DGIF. TBA Podcast.